0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Mindful Marriage Podcast, a Hope Fellowship podcast all about helping you survive and thrive in your marriage in ways only God could imagine. I'm your host, Seth News, and with me is Hope Fellowship's lead care pastor, Brock Yonke, and licensed professional counselor, Tara Wiedemeyer. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, Seth. Oh, I know. Welcome, what up? Welcome back. Now, we, we've called this uh, the Mindful Marriage Podcast. Let's talk for a second. What does that mean, and why do we name it that? So
1: we kind of landed on this name because, um, as we talked about in Episode 1 and what marriage really is intended to be, I don't believe that we can begin that journey or get anywhere down that path without mindfulness being a part of the equation in a marriage. So, you know, you can do anything mindfully, um, and I think that very much so it encourages and promotes Gratitude and compassion and overall awareness, and and I just think it's, it's a really great way to live your life. So yep. marriage being the most important relationship, why not apply it to that? Um, but in a nutshell, just mindfulness is being fully present. You're not forward thinking. You're not thinking about what happened yesterday or 10 years ago, but you're in the moment, and you're able to soak it in and be objective without being judgmental. Um, Yes, and and it, kind of having an agenda It's that
0: intentionality?
1: Absolutely, and being
2: right in that moment, not because yeah. you can't yes. change the past, you can't change the future necessarily, but you, right. can, you have impact on right, right. now. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think for me too, the idea of mindful marriage is like it's got several meanings to it. Like Tara talks about being mindful, it's like being present with yourself, but also I think being mindful is this idea of taking care of yourself. We talked about self-care; that's such mm-hmm. a huge part of it. And I think also a large part of marriage is like we don't know how to think about marriage and being mindful of changing the, our perspective, changing the way we think. So we can have a more godly perspective instead of a selfish perspective, and all that comes together. We're more mindful about this present moment, about what we're doing and how we should think and how we should take care of ourselves. And that helps us then have a much better marriage if we're mindful about the things that are going on inside of us. Right, and
1: even more mindful and aware of how we show up. Yep. So that's very important if you're going to put two humans together who are full of emotions and history and experiences and try to make them live harmonically
0: in one facility. Yeah. Harmonically. I also like to live harmonically when I'm listening to blues music. It's very musical. I like I like to live very harmonically. That's my dad joke of the day. Oh, gross. <laughs> Let's not do that again. It was not it didn't come out right. So that uh, may not be
2: response to- that was was great. Oh, gross. Let's not do that again. That was fantastic. Yeah.
0: So. <laughs> All right. Well, last week we uh, we did talk about self-care and how it affects not only ourselves but how we can't really be there for someone else unless we're really taking care of ourselves too um, so this week how are we going to serve our spouse there's an element of serving that uh, goes along with with the self-care it's that first you're working on the inside but then it's like how are we gonna how's that gonna come out to your spouse and we have a word for that and it is serving right. serving your spouse so uh, why is serving a spouse important to God or, or even your marriage? I'm trying to let
2: Tara go first but she keeps pointing back at me so I'll go first here. I tried to defer. <laughs> she said I my chivalry was lacking so I was trying to up that a little bit. Understandable. But again, I've mentioned him before but uh John Gottman talks about how oftentimes in a marriage we get in trouble if like there's one person up on a pedestal and they're kind of looking at the other person and kind of lecturing that that's really never that's he, he puts marriages in two categories the masters and disasters. If you're up on a pedestal always trying to teach and always trying to make sure the other person understands your perspective, that's kind of going to go the disaster category. And one of the things that I really believe in, in the Bible is I do believe that God has called, you know, a, a male to be the head of the household. But a lot of times we get this idea that it's up on a pedestal lecturing. But man, if I really think a biblical perspective would be, man, if you're called to be a servant leader, which Jesus is called to be leaders, mm-hmm. that means you're the biggest servant in the home. Mm-hmm. And so instead of, standing up and lecturing someone, it's almost like you're taking a position of looking up to their needs and saying, what can I do to make your life better? How can I serve you? And realizing that is a biblical perspective. If we do that, God said he's going to take care of us and pour out his blessings on us. But we don't do it to be a blessing. We do it because we want to love another human being. And I think that's this idea, that perspective that we have to have in our marriages. I'm involved with this other human being to enhance their life, to make their life better. It's not just all about me. And so I think being a servant is real, true, honest-to-goodness Christian. Leadership. So I think every one of us takes that idea in our home. That this person standing next to me, that's the person that God has really called me to lay down my life for and to serve.
1: Mm-hmm. I agree with that, and I think we are even people who are introverts and you know say they don't like to be around people or people are exhausting. And I, we are all wired to be in community and to be connected to other people. Maybe it is at you know to a lesser degree for some, but we are definitely. Um, designed to not be alone in this world and not go through things on our own, and I think that in marriage, so oftentimes we still try to do things um, on our own and say that we're doing it together. Uh, and so I think a lot of times, just if you're really doing something together, one person can't be, as you you know, as you call it, like the pedestal, mm-hmm. like that can't be the model from which you operate. Mm-hmm. And so I just think it's just very important to realize we're on the same playing field and this is egalitarian and we're on the same team and really promote that in the way that we show up and talk to each other and love on each other and serve each other,
0: you know? Cause sometimes that comes from this, actually a noble place. Right. Like I'm going to save you. I'm going right. to help you. I'm going to support you. And then it turns into the ugliness of the pedestal. I'm um, better than you. I'm better than you. Yeah. I'm, you I'm, don't me. tell me yeah. how to do things. You need me. I don't really need you. I'm mm-hmm. self-sufficient, but you're not. And that kind of gets in that ugly side of things of, of, of marriage. And it's like, you slip into that. You don't even know you're slipping into it because of habits and patterns and things that just go on and on and on. And they just perpetuate that idea. I'm, on, I'm in charge here. I got to make things happen or they don't happen. And that slips into that relationship sometimes, I think. Um, this idea of I need to be served. Like when we're on the pedestal, we feel like I'm helping you, but you're also, I'm expecting things from you. I'm expecting you to help me make this thing happen. And we see that attitude. Where Where does that come from sometimes?
2: Tara is pointing at me once again. And so. <laughs>
1: Myself. <laughs>
2: So you're going to answer the question then? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> she's making fun of me.
1: Um, well, I just think one one area that, or one source for sure can be, again, like the expectations that we have. And so a lot of times we don't even know that those are there or playing out until we hear ourselves maybe speak that to our spouse or they point it out to us because of the way that we are treating them or talking to them or whatever it is. And so I think – For whatever reason, why ever we've put someone there or they've gotten up there on their own and we've allowed it, I think that um, there's got to be compassion on both ends. But a lot of times, sometimes the people that we've put on the pedestal don't even want to be on the pedestal. And so that Mm -hmm. creates a different dynamic Um, and sometimes maybe even a power struggle that doesn't need to be there. Um, but that definitely leads to like dysfunctional um, dynamics. Yeah. So that was just a little tidbit. Yeah.
2: No, no I think that, you know, what we talked about before, the name of the podcast is The Mindful Marriage. I think a lot of it comes from. You know, we don't go into marriage and no one hands us a manual and says, so This is how marriage should be done. I got so, one. You got a manual? I did. Time yeah, messed out. <laughs> Stupid church I got married at didn't hand me a manual. Can I say? I can't say that. Sooner. We'll edit that out. But anyway. The, so this <laughs> or idea, will we? Or will we? But we this will idea not that act. like we really don't know what we're doing. And so our whole lives, we've been taught to put ourselves first, to take care of ourselves, to make sure we're okay. And so. Like
1: survival mode?
2: Survival mode. Yeah. And so we're going to a marriage and we don't really, so that we have to be mindful to realize what we're doing and be exposed to that, that maybe we are up on that pedestal and realize that's not the path when, you know, we watch, you know, movies from the fifties. I don't know if people watch a lot of movies from the fifties, but maybe sitcoms (laughs) that we get this idea that it's just that one person serving the other instead of like this Mm -hmm. mutual idea of serving each other and putting other, other's needs first. Yeah.
0: So, Well, if we, we obviously need to make a shift in some of our relationships and, and self-awareness, self-care, all those things we've discussed, help us to see how can we serve better. Um, when we want, If we want to serve our spouse, what are some things that are practical we can start to do? Because it's hard to practice an attitude of mm-hmm. servanthood, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You can actually do serving things. So what do we do when we want to improve our attitude and, and maybe get down off the pedestal or knock our spouse off the pedestal? What are some things that we can do practically to help us with a service attitude?
2: I think, again, I don't want to be, you know— Known for having a crush on John Gottman, but I'm going to quote Gottman again, a male (laughs) crush. This
1: is the third time.
2: I know. I'm sorry. But (laughs) you know, Gottman says that, again, healthy couples ask more questions than they make statements. Mm -hmm. And so he has this idea of love maps that we have to get to know this person that we're in relationship with and what makes their story up. And so it really comes back to asking a lot of questions. And so one of the things we do in our marriage is like, you know, we don't do this all the time, but when we're doing it right, we do, is I'll ask questions like, hey, what's coming up this week for you? Uh, what can I do maybe to help you this week? And so it's being intentional about asking them, hey, what are some things I can do to connect with you emotionally this week? What are some things I can do to connect with you physically? What would make you feel loved this week? And so just asking those questions instead of that guesswork about, well, I'm going to try to do something for my spouse, and they may not even want that, but just really specifically mm-hmm. say, hey, what can I do to serve you this week? And Then making it a priority and asking for God's help to be able to do that that week. And so I think questions, just asking what people need is a really big deal, but we have to make sure that's something that's, part of our, our process, our yeah. DNA, and our marriage.
1: On the flip side of that, I think that it's important to remember that it's okay and it's a it's a good thing to ask for help and to be able to receive help. Um, and so for me personally, I'm still definitely growing in that area um, because I've always viewed that almost as a weakness, that I'm if I have to ask for help, then I can't do it all. And if I can't do it all, then, you know, I'm doing it wrong, yeah. and I don't think that is at all um, true. And so, if we are on a team with somebody, we all have a role to play, and whether that's asking for help or asking how we can help them, I think those are just very necessary, like good sportsmanship components. Um, yeah, and,
0: so. I, and I think a lot there are. There's an attitude that if a spouse is actually asking you how can I help you or do this better? There's a response sometimes that, well, it, the fact that they're asking is not okay. They should just know that. They mm-hmm. should just know how to help me. Which so, is
2: a really bad marriage myth that's out there that yeah, bothers me. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like you
0: can't, if you're We spouse, expect them to be mind readers. Yeah, mindful but not mind readers, mm-hmm. right? Where we're trying to figure out like, okay, I want to do something better for you. I want to help you. I want to be a better husband or a wife or whatever. but. So I I just can't figure it out. So I'm asking, tell me what I need to do. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And sometimes in us, our own ego, I think, is like, um, I don't want to ask for things. I don't want to ask for this or be demanding. So I want you to figure it out so you can just chase me. And that doesn't work. And this weird
2: idea that if the person can't figure out what you want, then maybe they really don't love you. And maybe it's just Mm -hmm. they have a different family of origin. Maybe they have different ways of doing things. maybe That's never
1: even crossed their mind. Never crossed their mind. And Mm -hmm. so that
2: that really is, to me, that's the height of love. By asking a question, saying "What can I do to, to right. serve you? What can I do to make your life a little bit better?" That's the height of love. Because right. the-
0: there's there's really no worse feeling than like your spouse comes home and you've you cleaned the house, you cleaned the kitchen, but that's not really what they need, so they're not super excited about it, and they don't seem a- appreciative of it, or they're just like, "Hey, thank you," and you're like, well, "I did this thing for you. This was a huge gesture, and you don't get the gesture." Mm-hmm. And and really, what it is is that I I'm guessing at how I can help. Mm-hmm. And if I could ask you, like, what would really make your day today for me to do for you that you don't have to mess with or whatever?
2: Yeah, one of the best things I ever did was I asked my wife, if you give me the top three list in your life, of what three things would really make you feel loved? Mm-hmm. And she answered that for me. So now I know in my mind I have a target. Yeah. If I want to serve her, I know, oh, okay, if I just hit one of those top three things, I'm probably going to hit a really nice shot out of the outfield. Sorry, I mixed sports in there a little bit. But mixed like, analogies. Yeah, That's mixed good. analogies. I'm sorry. And so, but that has really been one of the best things I could have done because I just don't wonder anymore how to show her love. I know exactly here's three things I can do.
0: That's a good practical takeaway is to go to your spouse, sit down and go, what are three things that I could do for you on a regular basis or on a weekday or whatever? Mm-hmm. Tell me what those things are that if I did those things, you feel loved. Yep. And then write it down on a list, keep it in your purse, keep it in your wallet. And take it out and look at it every once in a while, you know, that kind of thing, or have set reminders on your phone. Yeah. yeah. Like Monday, that's the day I'm vacuuming because that's what she said she really wanted me to do. And that would, for some reason, that is it. My <laughs>
1: husband has a timer that goes off on his phone every day at the same time to check in with me because he knows that I want to, I want to get, I want to check in during the day, you know, at some that's point, good. or at least like, no, he's still breathing, yeah. you know? So that was something he, that's I had idea. to. That's great. It's, it, we have to sometimes. Teach people the way we want to be treated. I mean, that goes that that's that goes to so many different things. But especially in this, I think if you grew up one way and they grew up a totally different way, you're going to come to the table with different rules to this game, and it's mm-hmm. that's
0: hard.
2: Very difficult. Yeah. yeah,
0: and I think there's so many tools, so many so many technological advancements that we've made that help us do this. You know, you have an iPhone or a smartphone in your hand that thing can, t- can be a brain for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you can use that and leverage that and, and put that thing to work for your marriage— with reminders and suggestions and, you know, some of the algorithms for shopping, you know, like make lists out there for gifts that work, you know, cheesy emojis. Yeah. What I don't family know what that, calendars. I, I don't endorse that. Use that. Use the technology that's available to enhance things that matter. So, all right, well, this is, this is great. And and we're getting into already some, a little bit for next, next episode uh, of how we're going to be able to pursue our, our spouse proactively you know, using some of these tools. So thank you guys so much for this conversation. And uh, thank you. Thank you for listening to the Mindful Marriage Podcast. Next time we're going to talk about being proactive in pursuing our spouse. We'll see you then.
1: Thanks for listening to the Mindful Marriage Podcast. Learn more about the marriage ministry
0: at Hope by visiting hopefellowship.net slash marriage.